Welcome to Let's Talk, Ed and Zahi. We have been talking about uh, the decline in the number of people over many years that feel there's value in in a degree, a higher education degree. And I think in this one, we need to talk about what we as colleges can do to start changing that perspective. And I think one of the places to start that change is, is right in the classroom. I cannot agree more with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is where we are likely to alienate an individual, and this is where we're likely to inspire an individual, and this is where we're likely to to turn lives around one way or the other. And and I think it's integral. Last, uh, last week, we talked about uh, very briefly about the impact of AI and how can we adopt it in uh, to our teaching. And I'm going to urge, again, people to go and watch Sal Khan's uh, TED Talk uh, that he uh, did earlier in 2023. I think he's masterfully showed how it can help. Uh, you know, and we talked over time about group learning and teaching people to work in groups. Uh, but I think where it all starts and I think where we need to dump most of our energy, not as in dump it, in, but, but the poor, most of our energy is in supporting the individual growth, is in focusing on that student by engaging each and every student. Is, is that what you think about when we talk about starting in our classrooms to change perspectives? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Um, you know, I, I think another big part of it, too, is is really making sure that we are developing all of our instructors in, in a way that that they are keeping up with, you know, modern necessities and, and all of that. Um, you know, you have students now that are, are used to doing most everything in life on their smartphone phones. Um, so what are we doing to make sure that, that they are engaging in that way, for example? Um, you know, what are we doing as, as institutions to make sure that, that we are teaching the kinds of things in the ways that, that business and industry wants? Um, you know, if, if we're teaching math only on an abacus, uh, is that going to be what business and industry wants, for example? Um, you know, if we're teaching our, our computer science on punch cards, like there was a day, that's, that's how computer science worked. But it hasn't been that day for many, 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 many years. So, um, you know, it's that, that relevance. Uh, you know, I think AI is an excellent example uh, how are we embracing that and and using that? Because, uh, you know, the reality is so many positions all over the country now, you know, in the jobs, um, you have to wear a lot of hats and you're probably being asked to do more, um, you know, because jobs have been folded into one another. So, you know, you you still have a lot to do in that eight hour time frame. So you know, you need to find efficiencies to do that well. And AI is one of those ways that can help, but you have to know how to use that tool. Yes, absolutely. And, and interestingly enough, the, um, you know, things are going to keep on changing, right? Like you said, the abacus versus a mechanical calculator versus a, 
an electric one versus an electronic one versus the phone that can do all of those things and some more, like you stated uh, very eloquently last week. But the cornerstone is rather than treating the student body as a monolith and catering to the lowest common denominator, what if we did what we seem to solely relegate to uh, uh, special education, which is the individualized educational plan? And, and focusing on the growth of each and every student and how we're going to make that happen. Because I think if we help each student see the trajectory, understand where they are, and understand what they could do to enhance their knowledge, that removes a lot of the alienation that so many of our students voice. You know, when students tell you, I don't know uh, I got an A or B or C or whatever. Uh, and additionally, when we focus, when employers tell us they want individuals to be able to uh, communicate effectively and work with others, why don't we start teaching that in our classrooms using uh, group work, whether it is in our didactic classes or whether it is in our labs and shops? I, I think it's equally salient and then and then we're coaching them through it which mirrors then that knowledge and that accumulation mirrors what's happening in the workplace therefore we're preparing that individual therefore we are really meeting what the employer needs are i think by doing those things we we would be really changing the dynamics do you agree do you, do you think i'm on the right path yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that you and I have heard so many times is, you know, employers are saying that that people coming into the workforce don't have the soft skills. And, you know, those soft skills are those those communication things. It, it is that ability to work in a group. Um, you know, again, if you have somebody that's gone through a, a construction program, for example, um, you know, yeah, we're going to teach them how to do construction things, you know, the, the important stuff of, of all that. But are, are we teaching them how to work as a team? Are we teaching them, you know, how to communicate with others and, and, and all of that? And it's, it's vitally important because in so many jobs, you do have to work together. And, you know, and I think that's also where that, that reputation that, that employers see that colleges aren't turning out the kind of employees that we want, it's it's not necessarily because, you know, they come in and they don't know how to do their job in as much as it is they they aren't coming in ready for the job environment. You know, they aren't coming in ready for knowing that eight o'clock, you know, that eight o'clock start time means eight o'clock, that, you know, if if you're sending an email that you need to use complete sentences and full words and things like that, uh, they may be an excellent, excellent employee at, at the skills for that job. So, you know, some of it, I think definitely is, is coming in and taking on some of those parts too. And another thing that I think about, and I wonder what, 
what your thoughts are on it is is when we mirror what education uh, learnings are to the job we're doing we're doing a f- phenomenal thing but if we Jane and the John that we're working with and help them grow and created a schedule that fits them and created modalities that fit them wouldn't we also be removing some of the alienation because a lot of people look at our schedules and say, well I can't go to school they're not listening to me they don't care about me right I've heard it very often. And modalities, you know, when when you go into your classroom and you lock the door and somebody who steps right after you is not um, allowed in, that's wonderful. You are teaching them something. But in truth, what if that person had a kid with a 104 degree fever? Wouldn't that be something you would want a different modality that allows that student to be able to... uh, engage in the learning do you do you agree with that do you see it the same way what do you think its impact on on changing perspectives could be yeah i think you know i think that would be big you know because the the idea and and i've seen instructors you know my class starts at eight o'clock and if you're not there you're not going to get in there it doesn't matter you know 801 it doesn't matter uh you know 801 versus 859 it doesn't matter and I understand, you know, there are businesses that there are consequences to you being late. Um, You know, with that said, uh, there are a lot of places that are also very understanding that things come up, Um, you know, and and it's important to ingrain the idea that uh, if you're not going to be there, you know, maybe you do have that kid that got sick and I need to be home with them. Um, You know, it probably is important to teach the value of communicating that to your instructors. Now, with that said, it's also important to make sure your instructors can be communicated with. Um, you know, if I send an email to my instructor on on Monday morning and said, hey, my car broke down, I'm not going to be able to get there in time, and they check that email Tuesday afternoon, uh, that isn't going to be helpful. Uh, but yeah, you know, the idea that I can, you know, attend virtually if that's what I need to do, or, you know, I can find other ways. I think that's, that's really, really important. And, and having that individualized educational plan as much as you can is incredibly important. And, you know, Zahi, as much as I would like to keep going on this topic, and I think we easily could could go deeper and deeper into this, and it may be something that we do in the future. We're about out of time here today. So we have been talking about different ways to to make that degree more valuable uh, as people are seeing degrees, certificates, and so on look less uh, important for them, less value. Uh, So if you enjoy conversations like this, be sure and subscribe to us here on YouTube, ring that bell down below. You'll get notifications when we post new content. And of course, you can find Let's Talk Ed on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.